Curtin Cade mornings, not just on the radio. It's a podcast, too. Well, of course, we are thinking about love this week because Valentine's Day is on the horizon. We were talking about marriage and, Kate, very interesting. You brought up a, uh, I don't know, a way of, of handling a difficult marriage back in the 1300s, what this one church did. That's right. They stuck them in a room for weeks with just one bed, one pillow, one spoon. Now, um, yeah, no. <laughs> You say so now, but when we were on the air, you kept adding to the list of things. Um, it just kept, yeah. It was, I got well, more information and I shared yeah, it. That's, that's right. And then Arlene Pellicane joined us, National Marriage Week, for some uh, some ways that we can love beyond words. So it's just kind of a interesting moment, and I could describe it, but it just doesn't really do it justice. So take a listen. Speaking of marriage. You mentioned something to me a few yes. minutes ago, and I'm like, oh, we got to talk about this. This is kind of hilarious. And uh, and I could be saying this wrong. Bertrin, a Romanian village. The church had a room where couples wanting a divorce were placed together for two weeks with just one bed, table, chair, plate, and spoon. And that led to only one divorce in 300 years. Remarkably <laughs> effective. That is insane. It's really kind of cool. Are you yeah. sure that's not just like an urban no, myth? No, there's for real? a picture of it and everything. It's like a part of a museum. It's a little like shed out in back of the, the church, which is still standing. That's fascinating. Yeah. Why those items? What's the, I mean, I know. It's their essential survival. And, you know, they had to cooperate, you know, to to survive it. Did they have to share that spoon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it said that, you know, obviously it was effective. Most people were just mad. You know, but didn't maybe they forgot how to cooperate. I have so many questions about this that, yeah. that are popping into my mind. It's a museum mind. now. Okay, well, <laughs> did they lock them in? Because one of them uh, would probably want to leave, and they're like, I'm out of here. They yeah. have an argument. Give me that spoon, yes. and I'm gone. In Give this... me the spoon. Give me the bowl. I'm, <laughs> I'm out of here. If a couple was locked inside for six weeks, it was very hard for them to have enough uh, food the following year, so there was pressure to get out and to continue to work together. So hmm. most of them probably didn't even last six weeks. They said, okay, this is worse than being married to you. <laughs> <laughs> i got to tell you guys, this kind of sounds on. like a nightmare in some ways, <laughs> uh, a prescription for disaster. It's right? sweet, I don't too. Know. I mean, maybe they just lost touch somewhere. Now, you said there's a, another part of the story that if somebody got divorced? Yes. If a man uh, did get a divorce under under these old Lutheran laws in this land, uh, the first wife got half of what he had. If he remarried and got a divorce again, the second wife got nothing. She was entitled to nothing. I guess the first divorce was, was warning enough or I don't know. Okay, so let's write this down. The items that they would uh, put in the room, that they would uh, tell them to stay in for two weeks, a bed, a spoon, what else, a bowl? Yeah, like a, a single bed, a spoon, bowl, a chair, a plate, a table, and that that looks like all there is. No bowl? I, it's I a plate? Can, um, there's a plate. But no bowl. I, no. I was calling it a bowl. A spoon. Okay, so it's a plate. Um, so a bed, spoon, chair, plate, Anything else? Uh, it looks like there's uh, maybe a cup there. Yeah. 
But cup. that wasn't, uh, yeah. Okay, my cup runneth over. <laughs> but these are so a single blanket. Okay, uh, everything blanket. from a single you keep pillow this. and this a single fun. blanket. One pillow, a single plate and spoon. One blanket. Mm-hmm. Anything else? A sparsely furnished table, chair, storage chest. Okay, you keep, is, adding, I don't know. you keep well, adding. You keep adding items to this. That's because the original meme didn't have it, but the uh, it just says there was. It's really pretty, actually, though. You the, know, the they, way like, you presented this bed. to me was it, it was a bed, spoon, yeah, a chair, there, and a plate. There's an all, a not a lot going. I don't know why they have a storage chest if they don't have anything else, but I guess I don't know. It's there. All I can tell you is it's in the is picture. Is there anything else? No, no, that's what. So one, two, three, bed. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine items. Table, that chair, sound about storage right. chest, and uh, traditional Saxon bed, which is really beautifully painted. The couple attempted to repair their marriage, had to share everything inside this tiny dwelling from a single pillow and blanket to a single plate and spoon. Got it. Okay. All right. So that's it. You're not going to mm-hmm. add anything else nope. to it? Okay. I wonder if we should add one more item okay. to this. If we were doing this, we would say, okay, put them in there for two weeks, lock the door so they can't get out, mm-hmm. <laughs> a bed, a spoon, a chair, a plate, a cup, a pillow, a blanket, and a storage chest. What one item do you think should be added to this? If we were to recreate this today... What is the one item that is missing, obviously, here? For these couples to come to their senses and say, what were we thinking? We are never getting a divorce. It's too soon to quit. Thank you for taking some time to listen to this episode of the Curtain Cape Mornings podcast. We always welcome a review with your thoughts and comments, and please feel free to subscribe and follow us as well. Let's just go directly to the phones. Let's see. Let's go to Donna, who's joining us uh, this morning. Hi, Donna. What other item needs to go in that room? A copy of the book called The Love Dare. Oh, yeah. From Fireproof. Yeah. Yes. It's a wonderful book. It saved my marriage. Wow. Wow. Okay. Now, now, hang on a sec here. I got to ask you, Donna. I know there's a story behind the story. You mentioned that The Love Dare... And maybe the movie Fireproof as well saved your marriage. Could you tell us just a, just kind of a flyover of the story? Share that story with us. Sure. Well, the story um, starring Kirk Cameron, he uh, was in a marriage where he was like a workaholic and he wasn't, he was neglecting his marriage and he was, him and his wife were fighting a lot. And his father asked him to give it 40 more days and just read this book. Uh, called the Love Dare, and which is a 40-day pilgrimage, um, and it's full of dares where you are dare yourself to love deeper and love stronger. And along the way, um, if you follow through, you surprise your spouse with all of these wonderful testimonies of love. Yeah. And so, did you did you follow that, or was it your husband who followed that? I did. I did, and he caught on to it, so then we uh, started reading the book together. Wow. Very cool. Thanks, Donna, for the backstory on that. That's great. Love that movie. Love that book. All right, let's go next to, let's see here, Addie in Tampa. 
Hi, Addie. What other item needs to go in that room? I believe the Bible should be in that room. There you go. I knew somebody was going to say the Bible. I probably should have said other than the Bible. That's like a given. They didn't put a Bible in there? That's like the great omission. Well, back then they probably couldn't read. 13th century, I'm thinking. I don't know. Maybe the Bible was chained to the pulpit back then. Maybe they had to bring their own. That's true. Let's go to Linda in Plant City. Hi, Linda. Yes, good morning. I would say a photo album. Because they can go back and look at all of the memories they've created. Somewhere down the road, something happens. But I think it'll bring them, you know, possibly change. See, if we were to modernize this, yeah, the photos. I think that's great. Thanks, Linda. Blessings to you. Let's go to Tanya in Inverness next. Hi, Tanya. Good morning. Thanks for grabbing your phone to join us. What other item needs to go in that room? The Bible. There you go. There's a Bible. Wendy uh, in Sarasota. Wendy, I think you're like amen to that, right? That's what I said. But as I was here thinking, since the Bible has been mentioned, um, food. How about some food? Yeah, okay. Uh, the obvious right there. That's um, even worse. No, a plate and a spoon and no food. And no food. That's torture is what that is. That may have been torture anyway. I don't know. Let's go to Sebring, and uh, let's see, that's Bobby. Hey, Bobby, you're going to say Bible, I bet. Yes, I said Bible. But Perfect. Oh, wait a minute. Bobby has something else she wants to add to this. Go ahead, Bobby. If this was in the 1300s, the King James wasn't even written till the 1600s, so they possibly didn't have a Bible available. Right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. This is good. Next is Pierre in Winter Haven. Hey, Pierre, welcome to the conversation. Guess what? I bet you're going to say the Bible. Absolutely. There you go. And let's see, uh, Barry, you're going to say Bible too. Yes, yes, because the Bible teaches how to forgive and to trust. There you go. Yes. Barry is from Port Charlotte. Yeah. Let's go finally to Yolanda in Tampa. Hi, Yolanda. What say you? The Bible, of course. <laughs> All the answers to everything is in the Bible. Amen. Okay. Anything else? <laughs> and uh, well, <laughs> secondly, I said toilet tissue. There we go. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Someone said a chamber pot. They were right. Yeah. Maybe a chamber pot might be nice. <laughs> Any other texts that we have coming in? Don't don't leave anybody out of this. This is okay. important. Well, hairbrush, uh, <laughs> the Bible, the Bible in the room with the uh, with the cup of soap, toothbrush, toothpaste, deodorant, and the Bible. <laughs> See if we modernize this. <laughs> Five love languages. <laughs> yeah, the five love yes. languages, or maybe a book written by a friend of Dr. Gary Chapman, Arlene Pelican. What do you know? Arlene is with us Yay. right now. Hey, Arlene, good morning. Hey, nice to be with you. It's nice. We live in the modern age. We can, we can cook in something not, that's not a chamber pot. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> is that like a crock pot? It shouldn't be. I, I have no idea. I'm really not sure. <laughs> no, that's what you, you need the tissue for. The chamber pot is. Yeah. 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 As I said that, I was like, that's probably wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, you know who you're hanging out with here, so it's all good. Um, <laughs> National Marriage Week is this week, and you're the spokesperson again this year. I think that's pretty cool. 
It's been a lot of fun. This year's theme is Love Beyond Words, and National Marriage Week is from February 7th to the 14th, and it's one week set aside started in 1996 to say, you know what? Marriage is worthy of celebration. Let's lift it up. Let's support it. So it's a great week leading up to Valentine's Day. Yay, perfect timing for this. And you always have some stats when you drop by. Do you have... Do you have some stats? I mean, one of the stats that yeah. we, we talk about from time to time, which is now in dispute, is that Christian marriages are failing at the same rate as marriages among unbelievers. We've heard that year in and year out. Is, is this true, or is it just a myth? It is not true. So it is great to have people like Brad Wilcox at the University of Virginia doing research. And what you can see is, you know, many times it's like a nominal Christian or someone who, you know, identifies as a Christian. But when they look at people who go to church regularly, so that is not just Christmas and Easter, then that statistic is about 30% of those marriages will end in divorce, which is very unfortunate, but also means that 70% of those marriages will stay together. So Christians, if you are a practicing, devout, you know, disciple of Jesus, you do have a better statistical chance of staying married. And uh, the uh, University of Texas in Austin, they found that if you pray together every day, they did a study of couples, and they found that if the couple prayed every single day together, that only 1% of those couples got divorced and 99% of those couples got married. So you can see as the intensity, so to speak, of your love relationship with God goes up, the intensity of your commitment and your happiness around your marriage, that also goes up. So Christians, I think, have a lot to celebrate in the area of marriage. You know what always puzzled me and puzzles me to this day is why is it so hard to pray with your spouse? Anybody else had a challenge with this? Yeah, it's true. And I think making it a habit is helpful, like whether it's before you go to bed or at the beginning of the day, because it can be the kind of thing where it's like, oh, man, we didn't pray again. You know, like, like I, I hear that that's really good. I sh- we should do that. And so I think it's, it's making a, a space for it that's regular and then making it very doable and not like, oh, we've got to sit here for 20 minutes and pray together. No, just pray together for a minute. And then that could turn into two minutes and then that could just stay that way. It doesn't have to be this huge amount. Amount, but it's the fact that you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're joking around about the room with the few items in it and locking the couple in. I just kind of added the locking the big part of it just because it's fun. But we're joking around about it. But you know what? We may have somebody who's listening here this morning and they're like, you know what? I'm really dealing with a lot of pain in my marriage and we are on. Uh, I don't know. We're on the brink of divorce and I am heartbroken over this and I just. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn. I feel like quitting. Maybe the message we want to give to them this morning is, hey, we're coming alongside of you as your brothers and sisters in Christ. And guess what? It's too soon to quit. And you serve a big God. What do you want to say from your heart to theirs here this morning? Absolutely. You know, statistically, they show that when couples hit that rough spot, and most couples do, that if you'll just stick with it for one year, two years, three years, 
that many of those couples, the majority of them, will then report that that storm passes and that they're really glad that they stayed together. So there's, I think there's an element of looking backwards, look back at the day you got married and go back to those feelings and remember the vow that you made, that's love beyond words, that I, I promised that I would stick with you in sickness and health. So you're remembering that vow, that I made a commitment, and then you're, you're kind of like solid in that, like a resolve, like like, I made that commitment. I'm going to keep that commitment. And then go back to, like, what attracted you to each other in the first place. Maybe there was a certain game that you guys always uh, went to, and you need to get tickets to go see that game again. And maybe there's a certain restaurant or a certain place you need to visit again. You know, so go back and, and remember what, what is it about us that we liked in the first place? And then the opposite, go forward. Okay, just play that movie. If we did divorce... What does that look like? What are the consequences of that divorce? How does that uh, help me? How does that help my partner? How does that affect our children if we have children? And I think in doing so, it, it gives you that, it gets you out of that rut of that moment of the of the pain and the, that you're feeling and helps you get, gain a little bit of perspective. And of course, more than anything else, you're leaning on God. You're seeking Him. Lord, not my will be done. Your will be done. Lord, come through for me. Yeah. You know, that's what Henry Blackaby's advice was, too. At one point, he did a thing over at Moody, and, and um, a girl got lost. And she said, well, I just heard him say... Go back to where you know you were last mm-hmm. supposed yeah. to be. And that's what she did, and that's what we all need to do. See, that's the thing. Of course, he's in the presence of the Lord. Uh, Arlene, you probably know this. He passed away on Saturday at the age of 88. Mm-hmm. I, I played a clip of one of my conversations with him earlier, and I did mention that very same thing, Kate. This was one of the right. things that he mentioned a mm-hmm. lot. If you don't know what to do, just keep doing the last thing you know God told you to do until he tells you to do something different. He told me that yeah. at a moment that was, I was chatting with him at a moment where I was at a crossroads, and that was really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. It's such such good advice. All right. So never make a permanent decision based on a temporary situation. When you were talking about and unpacking some of these truths, I was thinking, okay, that's really, really important. We need to begin with the end in mind. And for those of us, and myself included, um, you know, my wife and I, three years in, I thought for sure we were headed for divorce. But God intervened in a very powerful way, and it's actually through uh, your pastor's book. I told you this, Arlene. Jeff Bronner's your pastor there in San Diego. He wrote a little booklet called It's Too Soon to Quit, and I caught his radio program, Master Plan, at a crisis moment in my life. So, um, you know, God intervened, and He's still saving marriages today. Maybe the reason why you're listening right now is because He's giving you encouragement, just like He gave me encouragement all those years ago. Arlene, there is always hope with our God. It's so easy to focus on our circumstances and just glance at God. It needs to be the other way around. We need to glance at our circumstances, fix our eyes on our God, and because otherwise... The problems, the challenges become bigger than God, and that is not good. 
our God is much bigger than all of those things. And, and you're right in that many of us were chasing happiness instead of chasing God. And as you chase God, that happiness fills you. And doesn't it make sense that God, the creator of marriage, would create marriage for that joy? Because statistically, you know, we think, oh, we were telling our young people, if you go to college, if you get education, if you have a high paying job, that will make you happy. But you only get a 60, it's a still a boost, 64% boost if you're college educated. Uh, 88% boost if you have a higher income than most, 145% boost if you're satisfied at your work in happiness. But if you are married, just simply married, you get a 151% boost. And if you are in a good marriage, you get a 545% boost in happiness. Wow, supercharged, wow. supercharged happiness. They just had an article in CNN that the new Gallup poll showed, like they, they interviewed like million people. And what is it that gives the best life? Like what makes people happiest? And it was marriage. So it, it, you know, it's, it's exciting to see what, what's coming out. Love beyond words. Wow. That's kind of wide open, Arlene. We could, we could be really creative with this, couldn't we? It's all about, you know, do what you say, live faithfully to the vows that you've made on your wedding day, and then show your spouse you love them, whether it's these small acts of kindness of like, honey, you sit down, I'll do the dishes, or the large acts of kindness, you know, like, you want to go on this trip, I don't, but doggone it, you really do, so we'll save money and I'm going to take you there, you know, so it's just this idea of how can you keep showing love, and of course using the five love languages, and there's a lot at marriageweek.org of ideas of how you can show love beyond words, Uh, date night, creative date night ideas, that's all there. Yeah, in fact, uh, Producer Mark, we've already made it textable, haven't we? That is correct. If you'd like that that link, just go ahead and text MARRIAGE to 888-777-6810 and we'll go ahead and send it to you. So Arlene is the author of many wonderful books, Growing Up Social. Let's see, what else? Uh, Screen Kids? Calm, Calm, Cool, and Connected is a fun one for couples. Calm, Cool, and Connected, Five Digital Habits for a More Balanced Life, so that you're looking at your spouse a little bit more than you're looking at your phone. 31 days to be, 31 yeah. days to becoming a happy wife, 31 days uh, to, to becoming a happy husband, uh, to a happy husband, et cetera, et cetera. All kinds of great stuff. So I have to ask you, Arlene, we always like to break news on this show. Are you working on a new book right now? Well, look at you go with the breaking news. I love that. <laughs> I am working on a new book. And wouldn't you know, it's about marriage. Big so surprise. This works, I this can't works really, it. really lovely. So my husband and I just celebrated our 25th anniversary. And so the book that we're working on for next year, Making Marriage Easier. Making Marriage Easier. How can you make this most important relationship more doable, more naturally. You know how like they always tell you, put your tennis shoes out and right next to your bed and then that will remind you to go on your walk or your run, you know, like just make it easier for yourself. How can we apply these same things of prioritizing our marriage and making it easier? Or you could put your chamber pot by the bed. Yeah, and that's-, <laughs> that's right. Lock the door so that it's only you and your spouse. That's <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Arlene, thanks for being with us. We appreciate you. We love having you uh, join in the conversation. It's awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Kurt. Thanks, Kate. Thanks for listening to Kurt and Kate Morning's podcast. Please take a minute to follow, subscribe, and review us. And no matter where in the world you are, you can listen to us live from 6 to 9 a.m. weekdays on the Moody Radio app.